Hey everybody, Ray Bram here. Welcome to the podcast that will help you increase the income and influence of your book beyond royalties. Book Profit Secrets with Ray Bram starts now. Hey everybody, Ray Brem here. Welcome, man. We got a topic I want to talk to you about today. It's it's a vent. It's a rant. It's it's something crazy. Uh, and we're gonna call it. Uh, what should we call it? Why you should use the F word more. But I'm not talking about the F word with the letter F. I'm talking about E F F, and the word is effort. And I'll just start with this. Gosh, it's been about ten years ago. I was reading a an email from. I'm pretty sure it was Erica Nolan. She's one of the editors at Agora for one of their newsletters. And this newsletter was about politics and taxation and so forth. And and basically, it it summarized something in regards to politics and taxation that fits nearly everybody in their, wherever they are in the world, whatever they're doing with whatever success they're having. And she basically said, you know, she was, she was talking in terms of the taxing the rich and, and, you know, the fairness and all this. And she said, you know, what happens is that most people ignore the fact that there was effort involved for success. And that's, I've seen that in across multiple spectrums. So you could argue that from a taxation standpoint, whatever you want to do with that, we're not doing that here. What we're talking about is the difference in effort between people and then complaining that, you know, they, they didn't get something, the outcome wasn't fair when they put a different amount of effort in. And I want to give you a, a specific example today because this really warrants addressing and I got an email from my buddy Paul, who, uh, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this information, and then I assume he doesn't, but he just ran the second version of his virtual summit. And, you know, let's, let's put, let's put it, he had just run the summit, oh, about three months ago, and he ran it again. He added some bonus interviews and things. He ran it again, virtually to the same list, to the same group of speakers lists. And he did better the first time, as you would imagine, because you, whoever bought the premium pass and so forth the first time. They're probably not going to buy it the second time. There might have been some new emails in there and so forth in three months, and there usually is, and he did well with that. But he made less money. He got less emails than he did the first round. But two days later, he ran a webinar, and the day after that webinar, so literally like four days after the summit ended, he started taking consulting calls from his webinar, and... Like one of the very first calls, he made four thousand dollars. So this is what this is what I want to really want to emphasize is that he credibly like there was a lot there was some things that went wrong with his summit. He couldn't get as many people to promote as the first time. That that's that would be normal. It's he was a good month into summer into the heat, a good month into a summer where we've just spent a year in COVID. So people are out. They're trying to get away from their computers. You could find every excuse in the book. And he plowed ahead. He he set some things up. His emails went out at the wrong times for the webinar because Karcher has a funky little switch. And you know it's set on Easter time by Eastern time by default and so forth. So it, all these things happen. He still got an amazing amount of people on his webinar. He filled up all his consulting calls, and he sent me an email. Literally, with you know, within the first couple calls, the day after the webinar, he had made four thousand dollars. And this is all just based on pure effort. And I mean, he's he's one example of people, someone I know that just is just he spends his time making effort and not making excuses. And that's the F word, the effort word that people should be using all the time. Now, you contrast this with I just gone through it, seeing a bunch of 
somebody ran a summit a couple weeks earlier, and and Paul had seen it too, and a few other people involved the the complaints of somebody who just ran a summit and blaming everybody. And you know this type of person, but the you know the world's to blame for my problems type of person blaming everyone but themselves for a so-called summit failure. And it was it was like. It's because I'm new. It's because it's in the summer. It's because my speakers didn't promote. It's because I didn't recruit the right type of speakers. Because somebody didn't tell me to recruit the right type of speakers. It was this list upon list of things that made the summit wrong. And then it, but the interesting, this person gave up on day one of their summit and then let it run for five days and then sent a letter to all the speakers. Basically, so. If you don't know how a virtual summit works, it would be very hard for even the speakers to know whether you're doing well or not. I mean, you can kind of guess, and the speaker might know based on how many sales they're making if it's if the offer's great or not. But for the most part, speakers have no idea how well it went until you tell them. And you know your your opinion of how well something went compared to mine might be completely different. I know for me, hosting a, if I can make it get a thousand emails over five days, I will take it. No money involved. I'll run a summit just to do that because your email list is so valuable. If you if I don't get any emails, but I make connections with these speakers that I can do business with long term, that's a success to me. No money, no emails, just those connections. I'll take it. If I don't make any connections, don't get any emails, but I make some premium pass money, I'll take it. If I don't get any of those three, but I keep going and I host a webinar the week after and make money, I'll take it. If none of those four happen, and I go and three months later, one of the speakers and I run a webinar to his or her product or service, and I make some commissions, that was worth my time as well. There's so many ways to benefit from a virtual summit and, 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 and really anything if you make the effort. And, you know, in my case, you know, I might sound like a broken record if, you wa- if you're watching, listening to everything that I put out. But in my case, I, I ran my first summit. I did $12,000 in premium passes. I did 3,500 emails. I did uh, amazing connections with speakers. Five speakers from that first summit I did five figures with the following year. And one of those speakers I did six figures with in partner work. So, you know, whether we're, we're selling... I was promoting their product in a webinar or, or email, or they were promoting mine. We did, you know, five figures of benefit to me, which usually means to them as well. It's at least 50%, or, you know, if it's a service, maybe it's 10, 15, 20, 30%. And then I even had one speaker where I we did some JV work together and did over six figures following the summit. So there's, but it takes effort. You know, you can't, there's no push button. Nobody's selling you a push button. If you buy a product and you don't implement it, if you buy a product and don't try, if you buy a product and sandbag it just so you can complain about it, yeah, it's not going to work. And I just think it needs to be said that effort is the most important thing. And, you know, this this second example I'm giving you, this the, that person sent an email to the speakers and said, we failed. I'm so sorry. It's because I'm new. It's because of this and that. And it was like, this is, what are you doing? I mean, these people don't even know whether you succeeded or failed. Your definition is is skewed because this person made money, got emails, had, you know, built some, established some authority, had made these partner, these JV partnership connections to potentially do something else and chose not to do it. But and that's fine too. But 
it's not because of somebody else. Almost everything that happens is a result of effort. And if you're if you go into something looking for an excuse, you're going to get that result. It's it's like who's the what's that famous quote? Um, it's it's uh, it's Henry Ford. Henry Ford says, "Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right." And that's the message I want to leave you with today: is you need more of the F word in your life. You need more of the effort. You can do anything you want to do. Don't give up. I can tell you, I had one of those days yesterday where it was uh, nothing was working. My short link software wasn't working. My I, I was trying to get the uh, podcast link out. To it was just I spent two hours on something that should have taken me two minutes, and I could just gave up and said stuff's not working. I can't deliver, or you keep trying until you figure it out, and uh, that's what happened with me. So. I'll end it again with Henry Ford's quote. Now that I thought of it, I'm going to beat a dead horse with it is whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And it's all about what you think you can do and then making the effort. No excuses. You're going to be amazingly successful if you just use the F word more. We'll talk to you later. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Book Profit Secrets. You know, Abraham Lincoln once said if he had six hours to chop down a tree, he would spend the first four sharpening his axe. That's what this podcast is meant to do. That's also what we do on our site, our companion site, Ray.fm. So check us out there and sharpen your axe, increase your influence, income, and audience, and we'll see you next time.